I think it's fair to say that we've all been feeling a bit crabby and wabble over the last couple of months, but there's hope in the horizon. We're edging closer towards freedom, and in the meantime, the Something for the Weekend team are here to offer a lockdown tonic to stop everyone turning into a bunch of nippy sweeties. So it's hello from me, Fiona Scott. Hello from me, Cathy Griffiths. I'm just like flabbergasted. What an intro. <laughs> hello from me, Alice Butcher. And hello from me, Stephen Day. Well, I like to take you all by surprise. You certainly <laughs> oh, <yeah>. did. <laughs> Cracking. I'm getting yeah, on I'm- that. My, all my Scottish words of the weekend, uh, one paragraph. <laughs> I did. I did think the word edging closer because I thought I've been on the edge for a long time. So I thought the edging closer to lockdown was probably more apt. But there we go. There we go. Yeah. I, yeah. I think I would like to say that um, it's all a bit technical here, but I loved the text you sent this morning, Kathy. <sighs> Do you know what that's about? That's monkey mind. I've definitely, definitely got monkey mind. You know, you've got so much going on that it's like leaping from one branch to the other. You don't mind if I tell people what you said, do you? I don't mind at all, Stevie. So, text from Cathy to all of us because she was struggling to get into Zoom. Can someone send me to Nerdpod Log 9 plus? Which translates as, you know what I mean, the log on Zoom thingy. <laughs> <laughs> How many... Weeks and months have we been doing this? I know, but it's just, it is so technical. It is so technical. And sometimes just so much going on and you think, oh, for goodness sakes. <laughs> Someone so just, just direct a- me. Just give me some direction, please. Just in case people out there think we're picking on you, Cathy, so- somebody else tried to get into the wrong meeting as well. Oh, so yeah. we've, we've Name not- and oh. shame. Name and shame, Ellis Butcher. I was knocking at the wrong door, wasn't I? There might be some people out there that don't know how this Zoom thing works, um, but you do actually... I'm one of them! (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and I include myself in that. Uh, But yeah, I was... We we do a Zoom... uh, Regular listeners, I'm sure, will know that we do a Zoom on a Wednesday. I had to think then. (laughs) We do a Zoom on a Wednesday, what's in this week's Open Times, but we also do one today, of course, something... Anyway, I was knocking on Wednesday. You know know who I blame? Because... Once again, we are all recording from home on our home laptops and Martin is in the studio twiddling away with the, with the buttons in the background. So, so I think we should blame Martin for this because he's not allowed to talk back. So, oh. so we've, got to, we've got to blame the tech. That's what you're saying. <laughs> it's, not, it's always the tech's fault, Stevie. Always you the tech's should, fault. I know, know that. that. I know that. Never the artists. So anyway, the sun's got his hat on today, <laughs> hip, 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 hooray, and uh, there's definitely a spring in everyone's step. So yeah, so what was the good news this week, Ellis, will like you dive Well, out. the good news this week is Monday, April 26th, that's the big one to look look forward to, Hospice, hospitality sector to reopen, that means cafes, restaurants and bars, they'll be able to serve you outdoors in groups of up to six from three households until ten o'clock with beer permitted. Uh, that's that's yeah. one of, that's one of the biggies. Uh, Don't come knocking on my door. You worried me then when he said Kathy's restaurants and bars. I thought I haven't got any restaurants and bars. And then it twigged. It's going to be a slow morning, I think. <laughs> <laughs> 
Kathy's restaurants and bars. I love it. I chain. Yeah. I April, chain. April the 26th. Have you all got your holidays booked? Funnily yeah. enough, <laughs> I, got a te- I got a text from my sister this week. When, when the, straight after the announcement was made, Fiona, I have some spare holidays to take. I have just booked the week from the 26th onwards. <laughs> Can you get it too? <laughs> and the hairdresser's open for appointments on Easter Monday, April the 5th. And on April the 2nd, which is coming up, isn't it, quick? That stay-at-home rule is going to be replaced by stay local for about three weeks. So mm-hmm. April's, April the 2nd is one way you can go out a little bit further than you have been doing. What is local? Oh, the definition of local. Let's not go there. But April, uh, Monday, uh, Easter Monday, April the 5th, is the day that you can start then harassing your hairdresser for an appointment. But good luck with that. <laughs> We'll just get the kitchen scissors out again. Yeah. Listen, the hair's the hair's the least of my worries. If I can go out for a coffee, uh, that'll be that'll be like Christmas. Coffee yeah, and cake. Little things. Cake. Tell you what happened. Cake. Shall I share my good news? My good go news. On. Guess what happened to me on Sunday? Okay, don't all guess the ones. I had my first jab. Had my first jab in the car mm-hmm. park at Easdale Surgery, and you know what? Didn't feel a thing. It was just like, oh, really? All done. That was great. Then had slight sort of uh, tender arm and thought, okay, that's okay. Uh, went out, went out for a big hike. Came back for, oh, to feel a bit tired. Never mind. Monday started to sort of crack on at work, thinking I feel a little bit. My head feels a little bit fuzzy. Well, did I go downhill or what? It was just like dying swan impersonation. It was just, it was just so bad. However, it was all well worth it. I've got to say, I'm just so glad that I had it. But I think, I think, you know, um, I should have just packed in work earlier on during the day and just gone to bed and just like rest, you know, just rest and let it sort of, uh, you know, wear off. But I felt absolutely fine the next day. And then I have to tell a little story about someone who I'm not going to name because I was told not to tell everybody. And that's the worst thing anyone can say to me is don't say that. Don't tell anyone because I just want to do it even more. But somebody who I know also had a jab on <laughs> on Sunday. Don't start guessing. They also had a jab on Sunday. And I was getting quite concerned because I saw them a few times. And I kept thinking, gosh, they're looking really, really, really flushed. Like unnaturally so, really flushed. And But it seemed to stop under the chin area. Anyway, it was eventually on the fourth time of me inquiring about, I think we need to get your temperature taken seriously because you are looking a strange colour. You are looking really flushed. The person revealed that the day before um, they were feeling a bit odd after the injection and they sort of obviously had to go to work and couldn't be bothered putting on makeup that's given a big clue isn't it now couldn't be bothered to put on makeup so they just spritzed the face with bronzer well I think they might have overdone it (laughs) 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 it turns out it was bronzing spray anyway there we go so that's my news. So it, it wasn't me or Stevie, by the way. It was. It was Ellis. It was Ellis. <laughs> now I'm going to say, I have to say, now it wasn't me either because that only left me. Yeah. <laughs> it must be Martin. Martin in the studio. He can't stack. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the thing is, the thing is, you know, a lot of people have been chatting about jabs. Some people have been absolutely fine and no worries. Other people have just had a bit of a fuzzy head or a bit of a t- tender arm. And other people felt actually absolutely zonked by it. So I think just get your jabs, go get them done, and then just be kind and gentle and easy on yourself for the next day and see what happens. But well worth it. I'm so happy to have got in there and had it. I feel so lucky. 
Ah, there we go. I'm Get your jag. Yeah, yeah, and of course, once we've had our jags, we'll we'll all be able to get out and about again. And uh, pleased to hear this week that there's been people out and about as well, uh, making it look nice for us, Cathy. Yes, indeed, indeed. Um, there's been lots of uh, people going around the town, and there's always the people who keep an eye out for litter and stuff and pick it up. But there's going to be some uh, concerted efforts coming up soon over the the uh, not this weekend, but the next weekend. Although feel free to pick up litter anytime you want. So it's the Keep Open Beautiful crew. They can't have their official big spring clean uh this year because of you know social distancing rules and covid and that kind of thing but they are urging people to get out on their patch and just do your bit for the town let's make it look nice you know spring is here let's be excited let's just tidy up our area so i had a chat with morris wilkins from keep open beautiful and uh yeah this is what he had to say Morris, we can't have a spring clean of Oban like we would normally um, have because of COVID, but there are things that people can do. Well, that's right. I mean, we obviously cancelled the event last year, which is a pity. We, I think we held it for the pre- previous years, two previous years, and we'd organised the whole thing so that people come and pick up litter pickers and bags and tell us where they were going to clean up so we have a record of what had been done. But what we thought we would do this year, we've announced on our keep on beautiful facebook page that obviously we can't do what we would normally do we can't have a really properly organized event so what we're suggesting is that people try and do something either with their own bubble their own family um pick somewhere maybe near their home that needs attention and um if necessary we can supply to a certain extent we can supply litter pickers and bags and if there's enough demand we can arrange to have material picked up the council has always done that for us in the past we're not entirely sure we've, we've had a bit of response from people saying i would like to clean up here or clean up there but i think the main thing is that we have to remember that we have to you know stick to the social distancing and the, the regulations about groups meeting outside so in a way we would like to just keep this ticking over really i think that's the best way of saying it. we're not going to have a full out of salt but we don't want to lose the idea of having sprinkling no, I think really what we're trying to do, like a lot of organisations, we're just trying to keep things moving, trying to keep things in people's mind, even though we can't do the whole thing properly. So basically we're saying to people, you know, we would have had a proper spring clean, but try and do something independently um, just to make sure that we don't forget what this is all about. Have you actually got a date fixed? Or well, a date we've always stuck, with a, always stuck with the last weekend in March, because that's really, you know, the tourist season starting probably in April so I think we'll just stick with us with the last weekend of March but obviously this year even more than some years it can be quite informal don't feel we don't want people to feel that because they can't do something on that weekend they don't do anything at all I mean even in normal years some people have said can we do something the weekend before I said of course you can we just want to try and have an event to fit in with people as best as possible I think so it can be quite flexible and it's good to encourage people to take pride, you know, in your area, take pride on what's on your doorstep. And uh, it's something we should be doing all year round, isn't it, really? Sort of, uh, you know, picking up, uh, up litter or not dropping it in the first place. Well, that is the problem. I mean, somebody suggested to me the other day that we should put it across to people and every time they go out, they pick up three pieces of litter and take it home. Well, see, the big problem there is partly because of COVID and partly because of general hygiene, I mean, I wouldn't pick up a piece of litter in my bare hands and carry it forth from my home. 
I pick up litter if I go out with a litter picker in a bag and I don't touch it. So I, I think probably we can't suggest to people that they do that. But what I would really, really, truly like to do is to find some way of getting the message over to people, don't drop it in the first place. If you don't drop it, we don't have to pick it up. But it seems very much a national problem. And it's not really to do with COVID, although some people use that as an excuse. People just think nothing of chucking anything anywhere. And it's, it's very disheartening. And of course, one of the, the big problems, I mean, we all see crisp packets and uh, drink cartons and that kind of thing, but face masks, face, disposable face masks are a, a real problem and hazard also for wildlife, aren't they, at the moment? We've had a story about that. Uh, well, yes. I mean, you hear stories about birds getting caught up in the elastic and the right. I mean, I'm surprised. It's not even not as bad as I thought it might have been. And if, if I go out into picking, say, for an hour and a half in my part of Oban, I might find three or four face masks. And it's really just another little layer on the litter problem. Is I mean, when you consider the number of face masks that get used every day, there must be hundreds of them out there. So really, I think people are not being too bad about it. And some of them, of course, might be dropped accidentally, like other things. But no, I think it's something that we've got to be a little bit more careful about, even in most forms of litter. Try and keep those in your pocket. And what about um, litter hotspots in, in Oban? I mean, if, if I asked you, you know, where are the worst places? You, you're top three, Morris, top three. Where, what would you come up with? Well, I can really only speak for the area of Oban that I know best, which I suppose is what you might call Oban Hill. It's the area of Oban from the seafront up to McCaig's, up to the Hydrome around there, across to Atlantis, Denali. So I, I think probably the worst area is the hydro although of course that's not strictly a public space it belongs to somebody it's not owned by the town or the council but certainly that's where people go and have booze ups and i mean the last time we went up there we picked up i think 30 bags of rubbish and then a week later it's, it's back again so i think the hydro is one of the worst um jacob's ladder is the worst for sites near to where i live and it's not the ladder itself, but it's everything is thrown over the bank. And there's decades worth of rubbish down behind the distillery. And um, people sit up there and on the seats and have parties. And it's not just rubbish. I know we're talking about rubbish, but <clears throat> they also kick down the metal fencing. And the council have put barriers up in one place before they repair the fencing. And some of the barriers have been thrown too, and all the road cones have been thrown over. So I, I would say that Jacob's Ladder to me is the second. And the third, I want the third one. Um, well, I suppose, again, to me, because of that, that's the route I do, Starbray is always a bad one. For some reason, people walk down Starbray from the church down to the town and everything gets tipped over the, the fence there again. So I think what I'm, what I'm really more concerned about is the part of Oban that will be visited by, by tourists. You know, if we want to mess up our own town and live with it, some extent that's up to us for residents but it's not fair i think for visitors to come to open and to go to tourist spots like the mccaig's tower which can be bad as well um they walk up jacob's ladder to go to the tower and there's rubbish everywhere i just don't think they deserve that have we got enough bins morris no we haven't because the council i was told last year that the council were actually thinking of reducing the number of bins because they don't have the time or staff manpower to empty them all. I have asked for bins on Jacob's Ladder 
and also at McCaig's viewing platform. And I've been told that there used to be bins that they were thrown over the edge. Well, I'm afraid to me, it seems a very, very simple matter. You fix them to the fence and then you can't throw them over. Doesn't seem that difficult. Um, no, there aren't enough bins. I mean, I've picked up a piece of rubbish, say at the Corrin Halls, and there's no bin until you get to the North Pier. So there, there should be more. And we've actually suggested to the council that if they put bins, for example, up at McCaig's Tower, up at the view platform, then Keep Open Beautiful would empty them or bring the rubbish down to the, the car park. So there are ways of getting round it. But I think going back to the what we were talking about to start with, there's no good putting bins there if you can't persuade people to use them. I suppose it's everyone's duty, isn't it? You know, as an individual to take on that responsibility to, you know, pick up your own rubbish or don't drop it, you know, put it in your pocket, take it, take it home. And uh, it's, it's a hard one. I think one of the worst things for me is when you're driving along and um, someone in the car in front of you um, decides to chuck something from the window. Mm. That's uh, reckless and irresponsible. All yeah. right, Morris, lovely to chat to you as always. And um, yeah, I'll look forward to seeing people's photos of what they pick up. Or at least the bags. Maybe not. Maybe I don't want to see all the photos of what what they're picking up, but at least to see the bags that they're collecting it all in. So thanks for your time, Morris. We'll speak no to you again soon. Okay, Kathy. Cheers. Get your litter pickers out, folks. <laughs> Pick up that litter and don't drop it. Just don't drop it. It's so easy. Just don't drop your litter. And don't there send it to Kathy either. Don't send it to me. I don't want your rubbish. Keep your rubbish to yourself. Talking of not rubbish, and I'm sure it's very good and very exciting. Have you got some music, Fee, for us? Yeah, that, that wasn't it, by the way. That was my <laughs> piano phone. <laughs> thought it was Malcolm on the xylophone again. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is quite appropriate this week. It's uh, because we've just passed International Ladies' Day. So this is Heron Valley lead singer Abigail Pride. Uh, who's embarked on a solo release which will be available to download and stream from today. Uh, so this was recorded on Isle of Lewis and the song is called Lady and it's uh, Abigail's showcase, showcasing a need to challenge discrimination and give women everywhere, uh, especially within the music industry, the confidence to break down gender stereotypes. Uh, so we'll have a listen to Abigail. Expectations burning in my brain Don't try me, don't push me, I'm not playing that game I'm a lady, but you ain't got a pity Think I'm standing here just to look pretty I'm not one for the little black dress I praise the girls with
go, and I'll have to mention before I forget that uh, joining Abigail on that track were Peter Nelson on lead guitar, David Callum McMillan on drums, and Keith Morrison on keys, bass, and guitar. And I think it was Keith's studio in on Lewis that that was recorded in. That was oh, fantastic. Punch. Great. I loved it. That's yeah. really woken me up. I think that's excellent. Um, yeah, that's a real. A real country flavour there, because I think, Cathy, are you a, you a Heron Valley fan? Did you not see them when you were down in uh, Killen at the music festival? Yes, I did. Yeah. Yes, I did, yeah. Yeah, so, that, that's probably, t- that'll be two years ago now, will it? Yeah. Two, two or three. Oh, my two word. Yeah. That weird in-between year that nobody wants to remember. Yes. Uh, she's she's moved away a wee bit from the, the folk and there's a definite, definite country influence in that. Absolutely. Yeah, I liked it. It's good. I feel sparky now. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> even even more sparky. Well, Alice said he's only just woken up. We've been chatting for about half an hour. <laughs> oh. yeah. Yeah. So, does anybody have a Scottish word of the week for us this week? Well, I have a, I have a word, a word and a phrase, but Fiona, you don't get to play. Oh, pick on Alice and Kathy time. So, hopefully, they haven't Googled this, have you? No, no, no. no. We'd never no. cheat. Oh, never I don't, cheat. anyway. Never. Right. Well, the word is donor. And used in a phrase, it's a broad day for a donor. Kebab. Or a wee donor. <laughs> Kebab. Kebab comes to mind. It is a Friday. And this just um, shows how, how different dialects you know, come into words because I saw Stevie's word of the week and I know what it is, but I don't say it like that. I oh. say, I say Donda. Yeah. Because ah. you it's had a, an extra letter. I do. It must it's be a, a broad day for a donor. Yeah. Walk, a walk out maybe, a little bit of breather, a bit of fresh air. A wee walk, a wee walk, a walk, a wee walk. Is a wee right? wander. It is. Wow. If, well done. If we hey. say Donder to our dog, she... She goes a bit, she gets a bit excited and although I'm looking at her now and she's not interested, she knows I'm I'm not dondering. I think it was, I think because Fee said donder, it made me think of like wander, wandering. Yep. So yeah, so that was probably a clue. So thanks for that, Fee. No no (laughs) food for you, Ellis, I'm sorry. No, I got the bra bit. I'm aware of the word bra. I like that word as well. It's a brobrecht, moonlight, nicked the nicked. Aye, that it is. <laughs> I think that's all we've got time for this week. So as always, we love hearing from you, so get in touch with your news, comments, photos, or even just to say hello. You can email us on somethingfortheweekend at opentimes.co.uk or contact us through the Open Times Facebook or Instagram. You can read our stories online at www.opentimes.co.uk and you can subscribe to our page-turning digital edition there as well. So until next time, it's goodbye from me, Fiona Scott. Goodbye from me, Cathy Griffiths. Goodbye from me, Ellis Butcher. And goodbye from me, Stephen Day. Bye Bye now. Bye. Bye.